Um, but again, it was it was largely our ideas outdoors and beer and um, and, fi- and, what, and even or more, whatever it yeah, is. Even find more, your escape I, we always lane. say outdoors, even though that's that's our passion is the outdoors. Mm-hmm. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's going on, guys? And welcome to episode 31 of Life in Motion. Um, super excited about today's guest, Jen and Jake, who own Great Escape, one of the many awesome breweries here in Springfield. Um, kind of reading their stuff on their website and whatnot, seems like their love of the outdoors and adventure sort of helped grow their love for um great craft beer, um, and obviously led them to opening their own brewery. Um, but Jake and Jen, thank you all both for being on today's show. Um, Glad to be here. Excited thank to have you. you all. So before we get into Great Escape, um, let's kind of talk about your own story a bit. Who, who you guys are, where you guys grew up, different hobbies you guys had growing up. Um, ladies first. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> um, so I actually technically grew up in Seattle. Um, my mom and my brother and I all lived out there, um, whereas my dad is from St. Louis. So okay. I would, since I was five years old, I would fly back and forth between Seattle and Missouri about five or six times a year. Wow. Um, but growing up, obviously out there, there's a ton to do. So we would do the, the normal stuff as a lot of kids do, whether I was playing soccer, track, that kind of thing. But then we also lived about 30 minutes away from the mountains. Okay. So on Friday nights when I got older, uh, I was a ski instructor out oh, there really? with my whole family. Um, and we would teach little kids how to do it. Um, or we'd go camping in the summertime because um, obviously it rains nine months out of the year there. So it's the only time you want to go. Um, and all, you know, and hiking and that kind of thing. So I really was lucky. I got to grow up with a love of, of the outdoors from about five on. Um, so yeah. And you said your family was kind of all involved with that in the first place? They, yeah, they really were. My mom, especially. Um, and I was the youngest, so it typically was the one that always had to play catch up, you know, if you're skiing on a mountain and they're waiting for you and then they'd be like, okay, now now it's time to go. And then you'd just be like, I can't breathe. Um, and same thing with hiking, uh, which I think has propelled me into being a pretty fast hiker, I would say. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. I was nicknamed on our Grand Canyon hike, the Energizer Bunny, because um, I just like did not stop um, for the 11 mile journey. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely assisted and, and love, uh, from a very young, young time. And that's awesome. And you, sir? Yeah. Um, so I grew up here in Springfield, um, born here, raised here until I went off to college and had kind of a similar upbringing in that we would play sports, uh, played soccer, basketball, baseball, all the normal stuff. And luckily my dad was super into the outdoors, loved to float, canoe, camp, um, all that good stuff. Uh, grew up on the lake a lot of times as well. So we, I kind of had this this uh, duality where I would play all the team sports, and then on the weekends my dad would take me out to East Missouri and we'd go on the Current River yeah. or camp down in Arkansas or do something. So I grew up with a love of, of that type of thing. And then Jen taught me how to ski when I was – 21 or two and uh i was we were the worst ski instructors i mean it was so mean we're like well you're athletic you just gotta point him down and you'll be good and this was (laughs) seattle's not known for like the best snow either it's not colorado it's not champagne powder and 
it also had a ton of fog that day. So he couldn't he couldn't get his bearings if he was like going up or down or anything. <laughs> yeah, by teach I mean so. they said, "All right, here we go. <laughs> Good luck." And, uh, Again, you're athletic. You figured it out. I figured it out. Yeah. So, yeah. but um, I, I think the uh, the camping and outdoors was definitely instilled at a young age. Yeah. And so with that, you, so you said you grew up kind of doing team sports and stuff. Did you did you kind of eventually? It sounds like you gravitated towards mainly kind of just doing your own exploring or do you kind of stay out with teams work and stuff as you know you went to high school and college and stuff yeah or? i played so i played all three until about middle school mm-hmm. and then i stopped baseball because my catcher's mitt was stolen it's Why? a logical well, yeah. reason to <laughs> stop how could i something? ever get another mitt? so i stopped doing that um and then played basketball and soccer through middle school and then just went down to soccer in high school okay um about that same time i picked up mountain biking so okay. I play play sports, you know, through school and then on the weekends or with buddies. Um, if I could find anybody to go with, uh, I'd go mountain bike at Sac River or yeah. Busick or just Lake Lake Springfield Park or something. That's awesome. So and then how did you guys actually meet? We have differing views <laughs> on that. <laughs> like we don't agree on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I say psychology class, um, and he says at a party at Mizzou. No. So, oh, see, we're still, yeah, still don't agree. <laughs> I say it was the, the day before class started in uh, one of our roommates' rooms. Okay. Fre- freshman but, year? Fre- yeah. yeah, freshman okay. year. So the day before school started. Yeah, we've been together next month 17 years. Wow. We're at the point now where you stop do you guys agree track. on that? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do agree on that. We agree when he when we you know made it official, uh, air quotes. Um, but yeah, seventeen years. So we're joking that we're approaching that point where it's like half our lives. We've literally well, congratulations been together. Yeah, that's, that's a long time. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we we got um, together and you know typical college stuff but then he would really help encourage us to go out and hike in Columbia and okay. stuff like that whereas you know I would argue that not too many college students maybe were doing that but we definitely were more into hey let's go to a park we would take our dog yeah we got a dog junior year and he's still he's still with us really yeah what kind of dog is it? he's 15 he's kind of with us yeah poor guy um but he's a little something something He's part border collie, and then we have no idea what else. Okay. But um, healthy, obviously, because mm-hmm. you got it from the Humane Society, and he's still kicking still at kicking. 15. Wow. Um, but, yeah, so we would do stuff in Columbia as well, and and it was really nice um, to, to get out because I think, you know, people don't appreciate sometimes Missouri and what it has mm-hmm. to offer. Um, and I think maybe you have to be a little bit more adventurous, or you have to try a little bit harder yeah. um, than maybe – some other people might do like it's in Washington or Colorado, but it's definitely there. Um, you just gotta kind of find it. So I've never been to uh, Columbia before. Okay. So like, what? I guess what is is like is the landscape sort of similar to Springfield? Like the different things that you can do. If that makes it, sense? it is a or? little yeah. similar. Um, there's of course a lot of caves. Okay. Um, again, it's not mountainous, but it's hilly. Yeah. Uh, there's a few really nice. Uh, state parks out there. There's a um, place called the Pinnacle Rocks where you can climb around on these nice pillar structures. And yeah, so we go there a lot. And there's a nice, I guess, creek or is it a yeah. river? 
I think it's more of a creek that was right underneath it, so it's like kind of like a cliff mm-hmm. that would go underneath. Um, Rockbridge State Park is really nice. It's really pretty. Um, there's a great cave in there that you can go spelunking in. Okay. Um, and hiking trails around there. So yeah, little little bit of little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. it's I'll, really close too. Yeah, to it's, it's you don't all, have to go too far. It's all easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so then through I guess your time at Mizzou. Um, and your, your, your puppy and everything. Um, after you guys graduated, um, well, I guess actually one question. Did, did you did you go to school to anything that it was relating to craft brewery? I mean, obviously we're kind of jumping it, ahead to some other questions. Yeah, but no, it... Uh, kind of. It, it was. It was actually very uh, applicable to it. We I didn't know it at the time, but... Um, so my background is in biology and biochemistry. Okay, okay. Which obviously helps a lot. Yeah, uh, but I had no idea at the time. That that's <laughs> what was what was going to be the end result of it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of brewers, especially when we were talking with them, maybe out in Seattle and Colorado, a lot of their backgrounds is engineering, chemistry, chemistry. Like, I mean, that's so much of what yeah. it is because it makes sense, right? Yeah, um, that's a big part of what brewing is. Um, so, a lot of our friends, that was their backgrounds too. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And then so after um, after college, what kind of happened or what were? <laughs> Those were the gypsy years. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> um, we moved right after college. We moved to Seattle for a year. Then we moved back to Springfield for a year. Then we moved to St. Martin for a year. Which is an island. And then we moved to... An island to... where you're on. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> an island um, near St. Bart's. Um, so it's the Dutch West Indies. It's down okay. in the Caribbean. Okay. It's okay. the sm- smallest landmass owned by... Two countries. Two, yeah. France and so, Netherlands. So what what brought... Like the other ones sort of make sense. You know, your family in Seattle. Yeah. Like, so what, what brought you to... Well, my whole trajectory had been to go to medical school. Okay. Um, and there are four accredited medical schools in uh, the Caribbean. Okay. So I chose to go to one of those and quickly learned... After what twenty three years of wanting to go to medical school, that I did not want to go to medical school. <laughs> yeah, about after what a year and a half of medical yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, blood pressure was through the roof. Hair was falling out. I was generally miserable. Yeah. Um, and I think for him, he's the kind of guy that it, he will thrive in something that he absolutely loves. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and if he's passionate about it, he can just take it to so many different degrees, you know? Um, yeah. And if he's not, it's just not something that he can just turn on, you know? Is that Yeah, flounder accurate? would be another word for it, but uh, I appreciate <laughs> yeah, the yeah, nice... Yeah, anytime. <laughs> uh, whereas I'm very different. I'm like, I could probably be anything kind of person. Yeah, I can just kind of go for it. So it's an interesting kind of dynamic that we, that we have yeah, together. Jen has what you call work ethic. No, it's not. I just... <laughs> Well, I don't you, know you any other way. You too. You have Survivalist. To... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were out there, and then he decided, and I'll never forget it, that this just wasn't his thing. We're at like a, a bench, and we're like, okay, then we're just going to leave, and we're just going to pack it up. And and we did, and we came back to um, Missouri, and we were at his parents' house for like three days, and at my parents' house in St. Louis for three days, and everyone was trying to get us to get jobs in Missouri, and we were still really young, yeah. um, 25, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we don't, at the time, we wanted to do our own thing. We wanted to be on our own, not near family. Mm-hmm. So 
This was during the recession. Okay. Um, and I kept trying to get a job, and I couldn't. And so one day we're like, you know what? We just need to pick up and move. And that's what we did. You know, the typical get a U-Haul, drive out, drive, you know, through Kansas with no job. Somehow we got an apartment. I don't I know how that's possible. I think we lied on the application. Probably did. Did um, you have the apartment lined up before you got out there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we weren't living in the U-Haul. Um, but, uh, yeah, we didn't have anything. I mean, we also, we didn't have a mattress like an we actual used to carry our bed. futon between the living room and the bedroom <laughs> to sleep on it. Couch bed. slash yeah. resourceful. I mean, it was, but it's like you know, it was a different time when a lot of jobs weren't to be had, and um, we found we found jobs quickly once we got there. Um, not dream jobs, but you know, you got to yeah. pay the literally had to pay the yeah, rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we did, and then the the nice thing about that is we didn't have to have much money to have fun. You know, we would need gas money, but we pretty much just go up uh, into the mountains. We shared one car for many years and would make it work. So is that why, why did you choose um, Colorado? Was it because of that, kind of the accessibility that you had to? Yeah. I think there were a lot of things that Well, was it? It was the outdoor it. It nature. Was, it was certainly the outdoor uh, aspect of it. Jen's mom was still in Seattle, and we kind of figured, well, this is somewhere that's in between the two locations of Missouri yeah. and, and Washington. So we knew seeing both sides of the family would be easy. Um, I wanted somewhere, I was still on my super skiing kick at this point, so I wanted somewhere that had snow and good mountains. And I'd always dreamed of skiing in Colorado. So mm-hmm. um, I also grew up vacationing in Colorado a lot. Okay. And so there was a big pull for me to get back out there again because I'd fallen in love with it when I was younger. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, so I think that all kind of combined. Yeah. I had never actually been to Denver or Boulder before we decided to move there. I was like, whatever. Yeah, I was like, I'm sure I'll like it. (laughs) (laughs) The easygoing nature, I guess. Um, But yeah, we weren't ready to live near family and feeling like that. You know, we wanted to, we're still effectively newlyweds, really. Yeah. Um, And so we just wanted to kind of do our own thing. And that's really what the draw was. Um, And that really, I think, the trajectory of falling in love with the outdoors was even much more so, you know, without school and that kind of thing. And we started hiking. I mean, every single weekend, met friends that we started skiing with, and we did so on the cheap. Um, you know, we would pack lunches, pack lunches have snow lunch. Yep, where we would just sit in the snow on a mountain and <laughs> and eat. And uh, you know, and we had our my little Jetta, little powerful little thing uh, to take us up and and down. Um, and really, and then we started getting into mountain biking too. Okay. He introduced me to mountain biking. He made me go on a terrible bike. And in Colorado, similar, again, to Missouri, it's not like you're going to fall on a fern. Like, you're going to fall on a rock, and you're going to feel it. Or a cactus. And so, um, but we, I started to get better, and so then we, you know, bought a bike and joked that the bike was more expensive than my car. Um, And that was true. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, uh, I still have the bike, obviously, but, uh, yeah. So was that was um, him getting you on a mountain bike similar to you just throwing them in on skis and saying, "Hey, go for it." I think that's that kind of like payback, or I think that's one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> I think that's a good. He's like, uh, now that you mention yeah, it, yeah, yeah, so true. So what you can do, just watch out for. She was the... on the other foot now. <laughs> I think we can all agree that snow is a little bit more forgiving <laughs> than a rock. Ask uh, Sunny Bono. Yeah, fair enough. 
I don't I don't know. I've 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 never skied before. I've snowboarded once. Um by the end of the whole day, I finally made it all the way down the mountain, but my butt and my wrists were terrible because I, I could know. I could get going and turn, but I couldn't figure out how to slow down. So my slowing down was just cutting the board and just falling oh, down. No. <laughs> but I'm sure uh, skiing probably is, is just as not forgiving. Um, in that case, well, like when I, you're figuring it out. I think it's, out. it's easier on your wrists for sure. Yeah. It, I guess seems I don't know how to you be, fall. Well, you have poles for one thing. Yeah. So you can kind of steady yourself a little bit. Um, I think skiing is easier to learn than snowboarding for sure, and supposedly harder to perfect. Whereas snowboarding is much harder to learn, but then once you get it, yeah. you can kind of go with the groove a little bit easier. But yeah, I tried snowboarding too, and I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna not for me. This is <laughs> infinitely harder right now." So yeah, and then we, you know, we stayed there for five years, had a kid, um, and after having. Our son, our first son, um, that's really where we're like, oh, my gosh, we need help. And we had nobody, like no family near us at the time, really, or much, much family. And A lot then, of our friends had moved either up into the mountains or just away. Or they just weren't at the point in their life of having children. So yeah. it was just a completely different dynamic. Um, and so I was able to find a job relatively easy, and um, it, we moved um, back out to Seattle and we loved it there. Um, we loved being, I think, close to my family. My mom um, and my brother, we were all very, very close. We did do some outdoor stuff, but probably not at that as much as we would have thought yeah. at that time of your life once you start having kids. Yeah, you realize, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, so we kind of got lucky. I don't know if you want to tell the story about why we decided to, to kind of move back, but I think it's... I think we're going to see more of it. And I'm already seeing a lot of people that we even talked to as well of saying, hey, we lived in the mountains, we lived in Denver, we lived in Seattle, we loved it. But it's really expensive, you Uh, know, like really expensive. And I think what we realized is we're spending a lot of money to do these things that we like and their hobbies and their wonderful hobbies. But our life, like our day in a life Mm -hmm. is so challenging. It would take me an hour and a half to get to work. And I'd have to come back. Yeah. And I didn't. We didn't live that far away, like uh, seventeen miles from from work. That, but it would take that really? long because just traffic and because traffic. Yeah. And there's no um, at the time there wasn't really. It's not like Chicago where there's a you know the blue line or you know whatever. Yeah. So it it that life that day in a life the cost of living was just atrocious and then the traffic just really kind of weighed on us and. At this time, we also had another kid in between there, and we felt like Springfield um, was a prime market that would allow us to kind of fulfill our dream, uh, which we've been dreaming about uh, forever. And so that's what helped us move back. But we kind of skipped over the whole brewing thing. Yeah, I lost about 10 years there, but... Yeah, yeah. fast forward. <laughs> so, how, so to go back to that, how, so how did the kind of the home brewing and kind of the... I'm sure there was always an interest of beer, but um, of kind of doing it yourself and yeah, I um, I started brewing. Well, I, I won't say I started brewing. The first batch of beer that I brewed, I was 12 years old. Okay. My sister got a homebrew <laughs> kit from some friend or or work or something as a gift and gave it to me. And <laughs> sounds like an awesome sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. Um, and so I brewed that, and my dad let me brew it, and uh, he had, he laughed for some reason. 
that a 12-year-old was brewing beer. Um, I don't think it ever carbonated. Who knows what alcohol was in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, was, uh, it was one of those Mr. Beer kits or something. Um, so anyway, I say that's my first, first batch of beer, jokingly. Um, but in actuality, I started when we were living in Colorado. Uh, I think we had gotten into, into beer heavily. In Boulder. Into craft beer when we were living in, around Boulder. Um, we had been into it a little bit in college where we would, there was Flat Branch Brewery up there. Um, but as a college student, you're not really into drinking five or six dollar beers. Yeah. Um, but we would certainly try different beers all the time. You mm-hmm. know, one, one or two here and there. Yeah. And um, so we kind of fell in, I fell in love with beer really out in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I mean, all right, I took the next step in, in that evolution. Um, so I started homebrewing just because I was interested in what it was like, and I kind of wanted a, a hobby, and I also figured I could brew good beer for cheap. Uh, but it was one of those kits, too. Like Yeah, the first one started okay. out as a, uh, the first one was a clone kit with malt extract. Was it New Belgium? No, it was uh, Boulder Beer Hazed and Infused. Oh, funny. That was the clone. Um, and I started, we, we had a friend out there, one of our ski friends, who also uh, learned to brew at that time. Mm-hmm. And he did a New Belgian triple. I remember that one, yeah. Yeah. And from there, I kind of fell in love with brewing. I mean, I started collecting bottles. By the end of my home brew days, which is when we left Colorado, I had, oh, geez, closets full of <laughs> empty brown glass bottles. They did not make it onto the moving truck? They did not. No. <laughs> Filled up two of the large uh, trash bins outside of our house. Wow. It was bad. Yeah, it was a lot. Plus crawlers. Growlers. Um, growlers, sorry. Tons of growlers, too. Yeah. Um, and so I had made the wise decision when we moved out there during the recession to become a financial advisor. Okay. <laughs> which was a good choice. Um, showed good business... Uh, acumen uh and that didn't work out and then i uh, left there um and went to do a sales job mm-hmm. and i was selling commercial internet to companies to businesses but like door-to-door door-to-door sales and i got fired during training mm-hmm. i got fired on the last day of training um I was supposed to have a month after that to get a sale. Yeah. And I think they saw the writing on the wall. <laughs> this kind of goes back to, like, having that passion project so, yeah, that I yeah. talked about. And so... Yeah, so I got fired. And at that point, <laughs> I think Jen was had been through all this and was like, just find no, something you I, like. That's not, yeah. And we had <laughs> gone, gone to Upslope, which was um, a pretty sizable brewery. Or on the, the way time, to... At the time, it was fairly new. There were two years. Um, but it was always on the way to Estes Park. Okay. It's like the It was like the last stop in between Estes and Boulder and Lyons. Um, it, was, it was kind of... And so we'd stop there pretty frequently um, because beer was a big part of our adventure. Like, you go on a hike, you have a beer afterwards. Yeah. Um, that was actually a requirement. <laughs> if we didn't do that, I would be very upset. I made that mistake once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> never again, even to this day. But so we... Went there, um, and he went there frequently, and we ended up going to their anniversary party, and I was like, just get a job here. 
figure out whatever you can do, whatever. Yeah. And so we kind of bird dog some some people that ended up becoming very good friends of ours to this day. And he was just like, what can I do? How can I get a job? And talk to a couple people. And then, I mean. Yeah, two of us showed up for the interview on the, uh, for the canning line. It was myself and, and a girl. And we were supposed to just hang out and see for a couple hours if we thought it would be something we'd be interested in. And I think it was like nine or ten hours later, I was still there pulling cans out of the freezing cold ice bath in Denver in November. I was going to say, yeah, it was cold. And I don't, I have no idea when that girl left, but she didn't stick around long. <laughs> she, she did not enjoy it. Um, and I think from that point on, I, I worked 40 hours a week, I mean, or more from that point on, you know. And it was an interesting environment, you know, like, and the craft beer wasn't extremely well-paying, but it was, I've never seen him so happy. Yeah. Um, he was with an interesting crew. This is also during the time that at first go-around, Kesha just came out. Okay. <laughs> Not kidding. They made up dances on the canning line to her, oh, uh, awesome. to her music. So, yeah, they, I think he had a really good time there. And then I think just was able to persevere and work your way up basically from canning yeah. line to Sellerman or to canning line manager to Sellerman to brewer okay and then so was that like kind of your final know, step isn't the right word but I guess the highest that you wanted to go was eventually get up to a brewer status, yeah so or? once you get to brewer um I would I was a shift brewer for several years about three years um and that's really just a grunt brewer. I mean, it, you learn so much, and you're you're, but you are brewing the same thing mm-hmm. over and over. And it's it's one of those steps that you kind of uh, disregard when you're in it. Mm-hmm. But looking back, it was super valuable. Yeah, you're just learning how to solve minor problems, and and all the issues that can come up will come up, and you're solving those on a daily basis. So it becomes second nature to to handle these issues. Yeah. Um, so from there, I became. Uh, the lead brewer at our production facility when we grew. And at that point, we had our first son, George. And I got a job offer at a starting brewery that was really close to our house, and the hour, hours were really flexible. Yeah, like at Upslope, he was working night shifts a lot. Because oh, okay. what, what people don't realize, if there's like a small brew house, but you have big barrels, you're still having to constantly be pumping beer into it. And so we would, like, high-five each other, you know, as we're ships passing in the night. I was going to work, literally, and he was coming home from it, having a beer at 8 a.m. in the morning. Um, But it wasn't conducive for a family life, so. Yep. We were able, you were able to get a brand new brewery starting out. Yeah, yeah, so I I became the head brewer at this uh, startup. Um, They're doing really well now as well, so that's great. And... um, that was just, it was better. I started my day at around noon, so I had George from wake up till noon, and then we put him in daycare for a couple hours, and Jenna pick him up on her way home. So it was nice because he didn't have to be in daycare full-time for care. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It was also a little hard because I was working till 8, 9 at night, mm-hmm. most most nights. Yeah. And that's not when kids are in their best. <laughs> as you might know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five days, maybe when they're the most challenging. Um, but yeah, and and then like I said, when I fast forwarded way too fast, but is when we 
decided, oh my gosh, this is really hard. We need to mm-hmm. kind of be near family was more of the, uh, but we still love the outdoors is why we moved back to Seattle. And then, like I said, the cost of living. Now, when you moved um, to Seattle, did you find another job at a brewery there, or was that kind of another like yeah? So when we or? when we moved out there, the idea was we were going to just start a brewery, um, which again sounds so funny thinking back on it. But uh, Jen had a great job, and I felt pretty sure of my abilities, and so we were going to get a house and I was going to start a brewery in our garage. All right. So we did buy this house. (laughs) (laughs) We did find the house and we did get the garage. Um, And it was maybe one of the ugliest houses on the outside. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, But in the meantime, I was, while I was working towards that, I was going to just get a job at a brewery, um, which I did. And that was originally going to be, you know, 10 or 15 hours a week and turned into a job, you know, 40, 45 hours a week job. Um, and uh, I was still trying to do the garage brewery, right? But the, the county told us that we couldn't. Um. And it went back and forth and back and forth. And by the time they had given us permission, I had already found another job with a startup brewery um, that I was going to help start that. And so we kind of put that on the back burner and... Um, we went so far as to find a space at the firehouse. Yeah. And but that lease fell apart. It was a horrible lease structure. Um, and ultimately, I think... They just said that they could increase the rent whatever, basically, they needed to based on the market conditions. We're like, well, that seems risky. Very, we yeah, would like yeah, a, a little, little bit, bit of a cap. <laughs> and so we backed out of that. Um, but we had already gotten all the tanks and everything. Yeah, we were sitting a bunch in, of... They're sitting in our garage because we have this massive garage, um, as you know. And so, (laughs) I think we're a little naive, um, potentially. Probably put the cart before the horse a little bit. So it almost sounds like um, you guys, and we can get into later once we actually talk about Great Escape. But you kind of um, were able to have your mistakes early in that period? Like, I guess not mistakes, but kind of figure out, like, what to look for once you actually were able to get to the point, obviously, where you guys are at now. Yeah, I think um, I, I think there were some very low-risk lessons that we learned. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's a better um, way to put it. We, we found out that some of the things that we were trying to do, maybe on a cheaper side of things, didn't really, weren't real conducive to actually running a business yeah um, and we were able to kind of figure some of that stuff out yeah maybe don't buy a house you know thinking you can start a business <laughs> without checking at the county first small details that's a like good that. idea yeah that might be an advice but <laughs> <laughs> but then you started how you helped out this other brewery yeah um and i think all the the ultimate goal for us was to have our own place i mean mm-hmm. i i think from a young age, I've had somewhat of an entrepreneurial mindset um, or desire, even though it hasn't really, never really panned out until we finally opened the brewery. But um, I always knew I wanted to work for myself. I always joke that I'm, I may not be the best boss in the world yet, but I'm a really bad employee. Um. <laughs> That's fair. <probably> <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm better at, at uh, motivating myself and kind of doing 
doing my own thing, I think. Yeah. Um, I can stay on, on task and on track a little bit better when I'm able to manage myself, I think. So I'll give my, my former bosses that credit. <laughs> Probably not always the best employee. So so you kind of had that experience there and, and sort of started to start your own in Seattle and then kind of what you were saying earlier, the cost kind of get mm-hmm. got consuming and whatnot. So you decided to move back to Springfield for that. Yeah, well, we had, we had found um, real estate out there was blowing up and we knew we wanted to finally either... It was one of those do it or don't, you know, yeah. um, scenarios. And every time we would come back to Springfield, this was several years ago. There were two or time. three, yeah, two or three breweries. I think it was Bruco, Mothers, and White River. Um, yeah. And I think right as we decided we were going to move back, I think is when Lost Signal opened. But we didn't know about any of the others that were coming in mm-hmm. into into the market yeah and so we had already made the decision we sold our house we were looking for jen was looking for a job to keep around here um i was flying back occasionally to we're driving well i was driving he drove three times from seattle uh, from seattle to here with a truck a u-haul truck three times what is that six six it's uh 30 i'm sorry way off 30 39 (laughs) hours of drive time goodness gracious yeah yeah um so i I was driving back i was flying back meeting with with real estate people and architects architects and looking for that type of thing so we were the initial stages of great escape in springfield were being done from seattle okay so and and that's one thing i didn't know or realize i guess when you get before you guys even officially moved back here that you are a mindset on opening Great oh yeah, escape. yeah. 100%. We've, we've had the dream forever. Dream and even the name of the brewery for about seven years. More than I think. Probably more than that, but yeah. we've had we we knew that the name was there, and and I I knew that that was the ultimate goal that I wanted to do. Um, it just took us a little longer than yeah. hey. than initially yeah. we were thinking. A few detours. Yeah. Yeah. And you just celebrated your one year anniversary. Yes. yes. I guess it's a little couple months past now, but yeah, yeah December fifteenth was our one year anniversary. Yeah. And we've already expanded our uh, production facility now, so starting to distribute around town, and, and that feels like we're brew- or growing or starting another brewery a year later. Yeah. <laughs> with the amount of work, work and infrastructure we've. We had don't to put do in. anything easy. I mean, he built the entire brew house himself too. Um, I mean, as far as putting the glycol, I just mean how creating it effectively. He's looking at me like right now because he's like, you're saying this wrong. <laughs> I didn't weld the tanks and no, I didn't I fabricate know that, the, the but stainless. But I'm saying you effectively were able to put it all together, though. Yeah. Um, put in, together. in all the roles, one of the nice things about having worked at a lot of small and startup breweries in the past is you kind of saw how to put things together. Um, yeah. We... None of the breweries I worked for had a ton of money to throw it at these things. So we would do them ourselves. We'd buy the materials and do it. So mm-hmm. at this point, I've put together four glycol loops. I've plumbed countless tanks and yeah, fixed a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, at the same time, it's good that you know how to do that when issues come up. It helps. Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, it's one of those things where um, you lose sight of what you're doing while you're doing it, mm-hmm. but then you get to a point where you realize it was so valuable. Yeah, yeah. So I guess in in into that, um, I guess starting up a, a brewery. I guess what kind of were there any like challenges or any surprises? I guess that came along like during that process i don't i don't know how long that whole process was until you know when you guys officially opened it took us um from the time we really jumped i think it was a about a year maybe Over. maybe 13 14 months mm-hmm. okay um to to do it all and I, i'd say that's actually fairly quick we went as fast as we possibly could like uh, you know, but then we were new construction too. Yeah, yeah. where we were going. So into. we were actually ready to open before the city would even allow people onto the space, onto the premise. Yeah, and the reason why we chose where we chose because again we like we had said we didn't even know about even four by four, which is obviously down the street. Yeah, um, when we had gotten you know working on the lease and all of that, uh, but it's the proximity kind of bringing that whole great escape, you know, find your escape yeah. close to the trail Yeah, was was huge, knowing that even the nature centers out in that direction, Sequiota, it's just beautiful, yeah. right? Um, and we're lean. We've always been lean as far as startup. You know, it's just, um, you know, a couple of us. And starting in a newer space is actually cheaper because you can say, hey, I need – you know, the concrete you can floor roll some of those to costs be sloped would, and stuff yeah. like that. You're not having to, like, deconstruct something. You, you're just part of the, the build-out. Yeah, out. yeah um, we got in on it so early that we were able to... I'd say that timing kind of worked out pretty perfect for you all. It, that's a, Well, that's another big reason why we are where we are, is that we got in so early on the, the project that we were able to add certain things like gas lines and sloped floors to the, the build-up from the landlord without incurring additional costs. Yeah. Which was extremely Huge. helpful. Yeah. Saved quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but again, it was it was largely our ideas outdoors and beer and um and, fi- and, what, and even or more, whatever it yeah, is, even find more, your escape. I, we always say outdoors even though that's that's our passion as the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really about finding the escape in from your your daily hustle and bustle. So Yeah. Um, we, we try to use the example a lot about some people just like reading a book yeah. and, um, we're both big readers as well and it's a great way to escape and yeah, we just want, you know, grab a beer, sit on the porch, sit in your hammock, read a book, do whatever you, uh, want to do, but bring us with you. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and so that, uh, I can't speak. Um, so that answers one of my questions, kind of where the name came up from and all that stuff and sort of the reason behind it um and that's what it sounds like it's more than just a brewery you want it to be an experience an Mm -hmm. escape for whoever whether Mm -hmm. that's going outdoors or reading book or riding bike or whatever um so and with that i i know you guys work um with or i guess community partners might be the best way to do or do community events that are sort of um Outdoor oriented, like um, hosting the Mappy Hours. Um, I think you've done some stuff with like Trail Spring and mm-hmm. kind of what kind of what is that or what I guess is 
um, I guess your mission or idea of that as it grows and kind of being involved in the community in that way? Well, I think I think we've had the uh, idea for a long time of just, you know, being kind of supporting the, uh, the activities and the organizations that, that we are passionate about and that we love. Uh, we're, we're big believers on, on helping out where you can and, and providing, um, some sort of support, uh, what we can. I mean, it's, it's still growing, but we're, we're trying to, to add a little bit of a, uh, a support to these organizations that, that produce these resources yeah. um, that we use probably more than others. So, uh, but hopefully other people will start using them a lot as well. Yeah. And I think the difference in breweries, maybe than other, maybe like a bar, for instance, mm-hmm. perhaps is they really are about community. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think, and we'll start this up again too, but is run club, you know, like, whereas people are like, well, you're kind of, you know, like that defeats the purpose. And it's like, the purpose is honestly more about community than it is about you killing it on that five mile, you know what I mean? Like, it's more about bringing people together. Um, And I think that's why we love even the mountain biking opportunity, because it's also the after, you know, in this day and age, when everyone's on their phones, or everyone's tied to a computer, it's nice to kind of get back in tune with not only um, outdoors, but also just with one another. Yeah. And I think that's really what drives us um, to try to, to do these things um, as much as we can. That's the underpin. That's awesome. And I, and um, kind of going back, it's, it's kind of interesting um, how each, like you, you said, with all the breweries that are in town, and the, I'm sure there's still other ones popping up, but kind of each one... You know, people think, oh, there's another brewery, another brewery. Yeah. But they're really not all the same. Like you said, mm-hmm. kind of they all have their own vibe, their own community mm-hmm. that kind and feel that kind of goes with it. So it's kind of cool how you guys are kind of cultivating yours around the outdoor lifestyle and doing I didn't even know about the, the run club. Run, Yeah, run club. I, it's just one example. The, it's no, like a small thing. But. No, it's still an awesome idea yeah. kind of bringing that together and with the mountain bike community and stuff, which um, – I know you're into, so that's that's awesome. I would say I was more into it now than I am now, but I'm getting back into it. It's hard with three kids. Okay, uh, that's fair. Well, there um, your other ones are close to the age where they start getting out, right? Or yeah, six-year-old, six-year-old can ride. Six-year-old can rip pretty good. Yeah, he's been doing it since he was three. He used to go on mom and son dates, and he would just rip it down. Like, <laughs> on a strider. Yeah, on a strider, uh, to the point where I was like, oh, like, <laughs> a little nervous. Um have a little bit concerned for trees and stuff like that, but yeah, now yeah, we're trying to to kind of figure out what that what that yeah. looks like. Take them to the rock climbing gym a lot, and yeah, a lot. Um, yeah, you know, just trying to instill that yeah. same stuff that we got to do as yeah, I think when we were younger, and that we still do to this day. Or to this day, it's uh, as opposed to team sports, which kind of end for most people in yeah. high school or college. Um, those outdoor activities or those, you know, I don't want to say action sports because I don't think I'm, that's giving myself a little too much credit. <laughs> uh, but but those works, types of activities, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you can continue on yeah. doing forever. So. Yeah. Is, is there like a favorite, um, I guess maybe a, a favorite story maybe from, and you guys have shared lots of stories, but I don't know if there's something as far as, you know, starting the brewery or kind of, kind of the whole process or maybe of a story from the brewery itself since it's been open 
or any any examples that might be interesting to share that are outside the box? That is a good question. <laughs> um, I think my favorite story from the brewery so far has been our Oktoberfest party. Mm. Um, I love German beer, and I love German food, and um, so I, I really wanted to to make or have an Oktoberfest party. Uh, we weren't sure what to expect from it. We didn't know if people would be would be down for it and uh, or get on board with with the notion of of that. And it uh, came out great. It was yeah. a lot of fun. People uh, dressed up. Yeah, we had people, which we definitely didn't expect to happen. <laughs> We um, got into it. <laughs> yeah, like really got yeah. into it, and it so that a, that was a, it was a blast. A, yeah, it was just fun to see. Um, that was one of those times where you stand outside of it, and you're like, "Oh, this is this is working." Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. Uh, it's it back great. that whole time, even minus that rainstorm, people still came back after that. Yeah, we did have a little bit of yeah. a monsoon there for we, a short period. We don't have the best luck with weather when we plan parties. It would seem <laughs> like it seems like it's extremely Slightly better than mothers. Yes. Oh gosh, I feel so the bad wind. for them. Yeah. The wind. The, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would agree. At least um, we were able to keep going. But I think, I think anytime you come in, and people are having a good time, yeah. or whatever, and and it's full, and it's you know has this liveliness to it, it's surreal yeah. to this day. It's been a year, but you're still like, wow, you know. And, and it's your then, babe, you're the fourth. Fourth child. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and to this, probably the most work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to um, the most needy one. Yeah. We should We should say. Um, but it's definitely. I think it's definitely a surreal moment. Or now that our beer is out in the market, it's like, wow. That's, yeah. You know. That's yeah. that's really cool. That's that's yeah. awesome. Or if we see someone wearing one of our hats or merch, like, we're so not above. You know what I mean? Like we're so still extremely humble and excited that we can just see someone that's like, oh, I believe in this too. Yeah. You know, like really have that back. So with that, do you have any advice, I guess, for somebody that um, is maybe they're trying to get in home brewing themselves or it kind of sounds from some of the other tidbits that you shared earlier about some of uh, your past experience as far as like just starting something on your own. Like what, I guess, advice would you have either or in that? I would, I think I have two pieces of advice. First is is the never give up ideal. Um, we worked on this for a long time, and there were several times where I was ready to wash my hands of it and do something else. Um, so yeah. I'd say, yeah, just don't. You gotta keep pushing. Yeah. Um, it. I, I wouldn't even say we're we're at the end. We're clearly not at the end. We're at the beginning, but we're at a I guess a a plateau of activity or, or energy and it, it already feels more worth it than it felt like when you're actually going through it yeah um, yeah and then secondly i would say at least for home brewing and um brewing specifically pr- do it the the right way um so i for years would hand write all the calculations and um materials lists that i would need for for brewing and what that helped was to, to teach me how things interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think getting really getting started, you can go with, with kits and, and, um, you know, that that's kind of dipping your toe in the water to see if you like it. But once you decide you really want to go for it, I think, uh, 
taking the time to learn how to create recipes and and the uh, equations and, and all the calculations required. Do it the, I guess, the hard way, but the right way. Okay, yeah. Um, you get more value out of it, and you you become a better critic not only of your own beer but of of other beer and you get a more a, a better appreciation of it so um yeah don't go the easy way the heart is what makes it good <laughs> to steal a line from a league of their own <laughs> do you have anything to add to that or just yeah no i i agree um i kept pushing him on this dream because i know he's really good at what he does yeah. um, because again if he's passionate in something it will it will come to life um i mean honestly no one actually believed we were ever going to open up a brewery like our friends and our family were like <laughs> we've heard about this for so long yeah. like okay you know like we even got a logo done years ago so i think to jake's point just keep just keep doing it and figuring it out and from a tactical standpoint i definitely would say you know, do your research, you know, do as much as you can, not just about what you're building, but about where you're building it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a marketing person to me. Yeah. Um, to definitely recommend yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot a of stuff business. that you don't know what you don't know. Um, yeah, until you're there in was, it. Yeah, there were several times where we would go to get a um, uh, license or, or something that we needed from either the state or the city or something, and they would say that we needed to do steps one through four, before that, and we didn't even know that those steps existed. Yeah, you know? right. so, there's uh, no book to this. Yeah, like really yeah there's not. Yeah. Um, and the ones that are out there are pretty much a waste of money. Yeah. Because uh, I've read them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, know that there's things you, you you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. as long as you understand that and you're willing to figure those out as they come, you know, it'll be good. Kind of rolling with the punches mm-hmm. yeah. as, they, as they come up. Well, um, lastly, where can people find you all online? And most importantly, uh, where can people visit you to come in and have a, a select beer? Uh, we are in the Galloway neighborhood. We're on Lone Pine. So 4022 South Lone Pine um, in Springfield, Missouri. And uh, as far as our where to find us online, I'll let Jen handle that because I don't know our handles. Um, it's just Great Escape Beer Works. It's long, um, but it, it just follows our entire brand branding. So www.greatescapebeerworks.com or at Great Escape Beer Works uh, is where you can find us. Uh, Facebook and Instagram awesome. for right now. Well, thank you both for coming on and sharing your kind of story, the background of not only how you met, but how you kind of gone through this journey. Um, it was cool to hear it myself. So, um, so yeah, thank you again. And I uh, want to wish you the best of luck in year two. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life emotion. Until next time.